Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio as we launch into our studies in the book of Revelation. The title of today's episode is What Must Soon Take Place, comes from the opening verse of the book of Revelation. It goes like this, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. Before we get into what must soon take place, let's review real quick what is the entire book of Revelation about? In fact, let's expand that a bit. What's the entire Bible about? Well, the title of the book of Revelation is really in those first few words. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ. He's the focus. If you remember from Luke 24, the best Bible study there ever was, that was going down Emmaus Road. And when Jesus opened to them, to the two disciples, the scriptures, and he went through the Old Testament and taught them all things concerning himself. We take a lot of exits when we come to Scripture, going off in all types of rabbit trails, but the focus is on God himself. And specifically in the book of Revelation, what about Jesus is our particular focus? It's Jesus's sovereign kingship. And that was from verse 5, where it says he's the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth. We've already gone through this, but you want to really get a hold of this because the kingship of Christ is spoken of at the beginning of the book of Revelation through the entire book, particularly the conflicts that we find in the middle of the book of Revelation, as well as at its end. You need to be aware that the rapture at any moment, folks, believe that the kingship of Christ, his millennial kingdom, will begin sometime in the future, whereas it's a present reality. He is the ruler of the kings of the earth. Now we need to tackle a real mind twister. Jesus says right here, things what must soon take place, and he repeats it in verse 3. Blessed is he who reads aloud the words of the prophecy. Blessed are those who hear and keep what is written therein, for the time is near. There's obviously an immediacy sounding forth very clearly two times in three verses. And just to wrap things up, if you flip to the very back of the book of Revelation, Revelation 22, it's repeated there multiple times. Revelation 22 says these words are trustworthy and true. He has sent his angel to show his servants what must soon take place. Verse 7 of Revelation 22, behold, I am coming soon. Verse 10, very critical verse, Revelation 22, verse 10, he said to me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Verse 12 of Revelation 22, behold, I am coming soon. Revelation 22:20. 20, he who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming soon. You get the immediacy here. Now, what exactly is this soon 
referring to. I can tell you my experience as a young adult convert. I headed out west to California. I was in a great church that uh, taught the Bible a lot, and I learned a lot. But at the same time, I got exposed to very heavy doses of the rapture-at-any-moment perspective. And the rapture-at-any-moment perspective will take the book of Revelation, and I just told you how many times? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, about eight times between the first and the last chapters of Revelation. Okay, you come from a mainline Protestant church or maybe a Catholic church who just never speaks about these things, at least in a way that folks can really grasp, and all of a sudden you start reading in the Bible, whoop, I'm coming soon, I'm coming soon, I'm coming soon, I'm coming soon. And I had a good friend who actually was the one who told me about this church. He was in the, stationed in the Navy out there, and he was so cranked up on the rapture happening at any moment. When he got out of the Navy, he literally drove as fast as he could across the United States to get home to his parents to tell them about the rapture and get ready for it. Now, unfortunately, that was decades ago, and it's interesting. Um, the same thing is being taught out there today. In other words, they're taking the newspaper, just like they did in the 70s, just like they did in the 80s, just like they did in the 90s, just as they did in the year 2000. Every decade, it's kind of like a, a fresh perspective of taking the newspaper and saying, because of this, this is what Jesus is talking about in Revelation 1. The time is near. In other words, the time perspective is taking your present time, your present moment, or the first time you really start studying the book of Revelation for yourself, and then you take the newspaper and try to project where is it this coming. Now, I'm not trying to denigrate the seriousness of the situation our world finds itself in economically, culturally, morally, geopolitically, North Korea with nukes uh, being threatened to sh shoot at the United States, uh, a nuclear prolific world. I mean, these things are very serious things. But what is St. John talking about in chapter 1 and chapter 22 about coming soon? That is the question. And I, I, just share with you, you have to get this one or you're going to miss the whole book of Revelation. Because about 97% of those talking about the book of Revelation on TV don't get this. Their hermeneutic, their principle of interpretation, we've already gone through this, is the newspaper method. Taking your current position and imposing that on the scriptures. Okay, I have shared with you that rather than the newspaper, the Bible is a better interpreter of the book of Revelation, specifically the Old Testament. And it's really important to get this. If uh, you would look and remember I told you about Dr. Beale's uh, massive, uh, excellent work on the New Testament usage of the Old Testament, now, you might not want to buy, I don't know, that's probably a six, 700-page work. If you would open the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible with Curtis Mitch and Scott Hahn, which I've highly recommended, and if you look in the commentary to Revelation chapter 1, and when it talks about 
what must soon take place when it talks about in verse 3, the time is near, it says this is an allusion to Daniel chapter 2, verses 28 to 29. Remember, it's the Bible it's the key to Revelation, the Old Testament particularly. And when it says an allusion, remember I mentioned St. John doesn't like put it in quotes, like as Isaiah the prophet says, and then quoting a scripture These Old Testament verses are just built into his thought process, but there's a very clear allusion to Daniel 2, verses 28 and 29. Now, it's not by coincidence that there's a co-author to Dr. Beale's massive work, the New Testament usage of the Old Testament. It's another scholar, evangelical scholar, by the name of D.A. Carson. And I'm going to read to you something he mentions principles for interpreting Scripture that are so utterly important. He says this, quote, What we must do is study passages with great respect for their context, with great attention devoted to their place in the unfolding drama of redemption. Study a passage in its context and paying special attention to the unfolding drama of redemption. If you want to know what the book of Revelation is about, it's the unfolding drama of redemption where you're having a conflict between the kingship and kingdom of Jesus Christ and the demonically empowered world kingdoms. It's like shifting gears on an old manual transmission without a clutch, and there's a lot of grinding of the gears, and that's what's going on in the book of Revelation. Now, if this is an allusion to Daniel chapter 2, particularly verse 28, that verse says, the God of heaven reveals mysteries, and he's made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days. In other words, Daniel is going to get a vision of four world empires, Nebuchadnezzar, who he was talking to, was the first, and it's an image, kind of an idol. The head is gold. That was Babylon, followed by Medo-Persia, followed by Greece, and then finally Rome. And what Daniel was saying was going to be in the latter days is now, now, now is the time. That's what St. John is trying to say. And it says of these Four empires, the head was gold, breasts and arms, silver, belly and thighs, bronze, legs, iron. And those iron legs, this strong, fierce, fourth world kingdom is Rome, the context of which the book of Revelation is written in. And it, But it says that in the midst of that, there is a stone that comes and breaks in pieces this whole world demonic empire stuff. The traces of them are going to be obliterated. That's Daniel 2.34. And the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the earth. That's Christ's kingdom. And Daniel chapter 2 and verse 44 says, And in the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed, nor shall its sovereignty, kingdom, sovereignty, it shall break in pieces all these kingdoms, bring them to an end, and it, 
Christ's kingdom will stand forever. And then you go to the end of Daniel. It says in Daniel chapter 12 and verse 9, he said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are shut up and sealed until the time of the end. Now, the end isn't, again, the newspaper and nukes going off. Nukes could go off. I'm not saying they can't. That's not what this is talking about in chapter 1. What chapter 1 and chapter 22 and chapter 1 through 22 of the book of Revelation, what it's talking about are these four kingdoms opposing God's kingdom. And now in those days of those kings, in the days of the Roman Empire, a kingdom's going to be set up. And right now, the infant Catholic Church looks like it's curtains because the mightiest empire in the entire history of mankind is about to put its iron foot and crush this church. And the revelation is like a curtain opening, and it shows the king of kings and lord of lords enthroned in heaven above. And basically, this book is saying, yeah, it's going to be rough. Yeah, there's going to be pressure brought against this church like never before, but guess what happens in the end? That kingdom will be crushed. That kingdom will end, and Christ's kingdom will live forever. May God open our eyes to see the majesty of our Lord and King Jesus Christ through the book of Revelation. I'm Steve Wood, your host. You've been listening to episode 58 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.